0: Welcome to the Okay Taco Show, everybody. My name is Conrad, and how are you, buddy? Today is October twenty sixth, two thousand twenty three, the year of our Lord. And thank you for being here with me in a nineteen seventy seven Airstream that's stuck out of a nineteen twenty three Texaco either twenty three or thirty three, but uh, stuck right out of sight of it. And I'm huddled up inside safely. So thank you for. For being here uh, and watching live on Facebook or supporting the show on Patreon. Um, all that information available at com. That should be um, where you find everything. So, today is Thursday. Sorry, I didn't get to you last night. I, I left my... I did come here to do it. I did come to the shop to do the show last night, but I I left my computer in my satchel. One of the bad things about having a satchel is it's the exact same thing as having all the other items. Only you put all of your crap in there, forget you put it in there and then leave the thing. So it helps in one way where it's like, I should put all my important stuff in my satchel. Um, But it's not great in another way where People like me will just walk out and be like, I think I've got everything. Yep, my cup. See you later. (laughs) And then realize, oh, I left my wallet and everything. So, um, but I'm an idiot. And you guys already know that if you've watched before, Uh, if you haven't, then you'll figure it out very shortly. So that's it. Uh, We've been closed all week. That is what the sign says on the front door. Um, If you guys, you know, for the past decade every October around this time, not only am I excited for the spookiness that's in the air, but also I clean up a big project like a brush project where you just sit there and weed brush and pick up discarded COVID masks and um, feminine products out of drainage ditches and do your best to, as, you know, a taco shop owner slash general laborer. It's up to me to figure out if the water's going to flow correctly through this ditch, you know? So I have to clean that up and put on my civil engineer hat and say, "Yeah, it looks great. I mean, it'll go right along that big clump of mud there and right over here, you know? It's got a good river." So, every October I do that project and um it's not been a fun one. It always has memories. I always have memories doing it. It takes me by myself about four days to do, um, depending on the extent. Again, it's all to my discretion on what I think my value is basically on what they're going to pay me. Um, cause they don't seem to care one way or the other, how it looks, but they leave that up to me. So it takes about four days, maybe four good days to get it all cleaned up the best you can. And, um, Last year was probably the worst one I've ever went through. Um, so that was the one that Jonah got his concussion and got hurt at school playing dodgeball. So I, had, I was up there, and I was like in day two, and then I got that phone call. And there was nothing I could do being that far away um, to help. So I finished the day... With It was probably the worst day you could have, you know, one of those kinds of days where you're worried about your kids. And so I finished the day, and then I drove back home to Prague and checked on them and, you know, slept with them and then got up and drove back and finished it with all that weighing. so And then the year before, I think, was the year I got COVID, or that might have been even the year before that. I don't know. They all kind of run together. The concussion could have been two years ago. Um, maybe it was, but that's what this project brings, brings up all these memories and it's a whole thing. Um, i being been trapped in the ditch before. I mean, it's just a thing. It's like, uh, I don't know a challenge that, you know, those people that are like in the ice bill, ice places, places that are covered in ice and they'll like Sweden or whatever. They'll go out and jump, um, in full nudity into the iciness. It's kind of like what this project is. I know it's coming. I know exactly, you know, the about as worse as it can be lived through it and but you still expect it every year. And so it's actually got two days down on it already. So we're doing pretty good. And I'm going to head back up tomorrow or tonight, to Kansas to finish it. But I want to come back down, not only to see my family and check on the shop and do some things that needed to be done that couldn't be done while I was cooking. Um, the whole point of what we're doing here in Davenport and what we've been doing uh, prior to that with Shannon and I, and I'll include all of the other guys that have been, at least in the little universe that I had built with podcasting. Now, all of those, every one of them, including myself, have had different, careers and different some of them different marriages and some of new kids and this whole thing over since 2010 and they've all we've all just shared our stories of basically trying to get through you know um in the middle you know your middle income maybe if you're lucky the middle of the country uh so you're out of touch with the coast and what you know, so nothing makes sense to you anyways, that kind of thing, at least what people are talking, we're in the middle, and so we do this show to address those things in our own unique perspective, and so that's why the show started. I'd always wanted to do a show, I'd done, you know, when athletics was over, and I'd spent so much time on the back of a lawnmower, day after day, listening to Idiot's chatter about the same subjects over and over again incessantly it's like I can do better than this and then podcasting was born and I started listening to a few shows and I told everybody around me that this is what I'm gonna do I'm gonna do this and all of those people smiled like they they still do I'm like well do what you want you know and whatever I don't get it and that's okay but some people did get it you know the guys I mentioned before people caught on and so after starting it in a room in Hayesville, Kansas with my brother, Thick James, you know, as my producer moving it, then just people becoming aware of it and being involved in it and it being a fun escape to do. Well, the moment all that got tripped up was the moment that I wanted to pursue it as a, somehow a career. And not knowing how to do that and still not knowing how to do that, um, you know, I looked for anybody that was down and Shannon was always down to help that and also whatever could be done. But I think that there was the biggest miscommunication that ever happened or ever could be is the fact that Somebody thinking they're going to shift me into what they want me to do. I can't. It's not how I'm built. I'll do the things that I have to do, but I can't shift. And so the idea is rather than how do we grow a show, how do we grow a podcast, how do we do it? Instead of that, it was how do we do something that people already know? And that's why we went with a food truck and tacos. And the funny thing is the only two idiots that didn't know shit about that were the two that were running it. And so... You know, we went through all that, and you learn as much as you can, and we still don't know shit. And then you're to the point I was wanting to give up then. I was so sick of it. I didn't want to make tacos for people because people didn't care about why I was doing it. And the whole reason I was doing it was for this show or any show. Just a place that it felt like people understood what I was saying because I look at it the same way they look at it. But there's nobody out there speaking for us, or at least I can't find them. And so it's like, I wanted that. And we found, but you couldn't find a way to connect, making an income, being a nobody, like like every idiot that has a podcast, you can't find that balance if you don't have any experience. And you also don't know where to jump and you don't know where to go and you don't know where to put your money because everything's a scam. It's all online crap. You don't know what to do. And so we thought, well, if we can go meet these people and show them something, show them what we're about. And one way, maybe they'll support what we do the other way. Maybe that's how it will go. And, and unfortunately, it wasn't that. There's a few. There's a few that get it. But for the, for the most part, people just want to eat. And I understand that. You know what I mean? I wouldn't want to go to a restaurant and have the person at the restaurant telling me to listen to their podcast. I would say, I just want to eat my burrito. Can you give me the damn burrito, please? You know, I get that, but that's not, I'm not gonna be the guy with the paper hat on behind the counter handing a burrito to those kinds of people because they don't care, they don't notice that it's three dollars still, they don't notice that meat's forty five, they don't notice that there's no way, nobody does, and they shouldn't. It's not their job to. It's their job to come in and get the burrito, that's true. Well, here's the thing, I ain't can cooking it no more. So what I'll cook here is this. I'll cook in here. That's what I am supposed to do. I am here to talk on this in some way. If my cousin was here with me, that'd be great. I've reached out to him. He's never reached out to me. I've apologized. He's never got back to me. I don't know if it's supposed to be him and I because it doesn't seem like it because he's not here. It's just me. And I got to face whether I do something that makes sense to everybody, which is make tacos in a perfect location, Something that's pretty easy in a small town where everybody supports you, but if you can't do it because it ain't lining with who you are, then what the hell's the point? And it ain't me back there. So it's over on that. Now people uh, have already wanted to come in and you know, they're circling. Everybody gets to circling. There's an opportunity. Of course. You think I didn't see that? Got hit with it. I get the opportunity. But there are people out there that love to do things. People love to cook. My wife loves to bake. I cannot stand it. I can't believe that somebody would go through that much effort and dirty so many dishes for something that I feel like I shouldn't even be eating, you know, a cupcake or whatever it is. I never understood it, but she loves it. She's like, I just get joy out of doing it. I like to do it. It's, people like to make tacos. People, I I get joy when I hand them to somebody for free, when I give them to Damien or Somebody comes in and doesn't have enough money and I get to give it to them. That's what gives me joy. But I don't get to do that and also not charge much and also think that that's what I can do and make money. I don't. I don't make any. Everybody knows that. In order to make money, i got to go do other stuff to pay for this. Well, if I'm going to do other stuff, I'm going to take my time and go do that stuff so I can tell you about it when I do this show. And so that's kind of the plan. That's kind of where I'm headed. It's just a lot. And it's been a lot, but it's not in the sense that people, I guess, think it's a tremendous undertaking to get into any restaurant service. It's a tremendous undertaking to take a risk on yourself, no matter what you're trying to do. You could just be washing window. You wash automobile. It doesn't matter what people think is simple because they take care of for themselves in their own lives. And they think, well, that must be simple then. They don't understand that for those who can't do that, you provide that service. And that's a hell of a way to live. So, I don't know where I was going with all that. It's been a lot. And that's where I was going. I knew that um, there is no way to not, unless you're completely unaware, there's no way to not understand the amount of um, challenges you're going to have to face to get into, like, running a bar or a grill or anything. I mean, none of those, I, I would like to make everybody happy and say it was all a shock to me. It wasn't. In fact, that was the, the biggest anxiety going in. I knew what shitstorm was headed my way. Um, I felt it coming, and it came. But then you get through it, and you think, well, okay, let me adjust, and let me figure it out, and let me get through it. And and then you go, and you go, and you go, and everybody's pitching in. My wife, my brother, my kids, everyone is pitching in. Everybody's trying, but um, the moment you get to the point where You go low. So say we're at the bottom as far as sales, which I don't give a shit about, but that's if you wanted to legitimize the argument for a financial brain to make sense. We're not making no money. We don't cover what we buy. We got to throw it away and we don't have enough customers and that's not enough money. Now that all makes sense. And if this was all I did for a living, that would all ring true in my own head, but it doesn't. That part wasn't the part that bothered me. The part that bothered me is I know how to make more money selling tacos. I know how to market myself and what we do here in a way that can draw more customers. I could be as crazy as just putting a sign up. I know that seems wild, but I'm also aware that I haven't done it yet. Although many people like to come in and remind me. Um the fact that the fear of doing all that, because the, the misery that it brings upon all the people that are willing to pitch in to help me, and at the end of it, all I think is, well, great, we made money. I don't care. That's never been what I cared about anyways. It's not, I want to have enough. I want to have enough to feel like everybody I care about is safe. That's about it. And I don't know what that number is, and I've never had it. So that's the part of money, but anything, I don't care. So that argument didn't matter. So it basically became a a happiness meter deal where, you know, we go through these few months running it together as his family, but is everybody happy? or Are they still longing for Kansas? Are they, you know, what is people wanting? Because now you're at the point of, now you can shift. We have our liquor license. We haven't pulled uh, the trigger on that yet. We We have all of these things in place to do these certain things, but... You can also forecast that once we pursue those, what it's going to be a little bit here in the shop and what our family life's going to be, and is that what everybody wants to do? And the resounding answer to all of that was no. They did not want to, which is understandable. It's not why any of us got into it. My wife and kids will follow me anywhere as I'm chasing what I'm doing right now, but my wife and kids won't follow me anywhere as I'm Trying to perfect a job that I don't even know how to do, and trying to teach it and make it a real thing. Well, today I can do that. I could do it with anything because all that comes down to is being willing to take a beating. Can you take a beating? Yes. And so once you get through that beating and you start recovering and licking your wounds and moving forward. All of it can be, you can start to forecast and start to see that if you pull this string, this happens. If you do this, that happens. If you do this and all of those things that you're pulling are more responsibility for you, but you're wanting to make a living, right? You're making money, whatever. Grow. Well, I'm not. I want this to grow. People coming in to eat tacos don't help this one bit as much as it should. And it should be the other way around. This should be helping that. And the person doing that should be somebody that loves to do it. And neither, I I will speak for Shannon. I know he didn't want to do that in that level at that way ever. And so, and neither do I, but that doesn't mean that people don't or there actually aren't people out there that enjoy the uh, pursuits of a career in restaurant management and the challenges that come with, such a career, so it's just not me. So if I have to, so that's where we, we transition, you know, we get to where we're at now. This is what this place, what we're doing now is we're shopping. We got a, a couple people that are looking out to find leasers for the property. So I got two options, or I got, you got as many options as you want. I mean, and it doesn't really matter. A tornado or a fire could wipe the whole damn thing off the map, and it doesn't. So assuming we can plan, there's two options that, one, I'm, I don't know. So here's how they go. I bought this other Airstream that's out here. I have a homeless brother who lives with me in a shed. I'm working very hard to get him assistance from the government somehow for his uh, mental handicaps. And once I can get him some kind of income, then initially I, I might, he might stay at my house, but I, then I might leave him here in that other trailer. I might renovate it like I was going to do for the Airbnb, but then let my brother live in it. And then I'll come down every week and check on him and do this show. And when I'm checking on him and I'm doing the show, the place is open. So come down. It's open for people that want to watch the show. If you're not a member, you can pay five bucks. If you're a member, come down on the Patreon side, which is, you can find out more on the link I put, but that's what it's going to be. It's going to be a private club, private podcast club, if you want to call it, taco club, if you want to call it, doesn't matter. The people that I I want to talk to will want to be here. Or they won't be here at all, and it'll just be my brother. In which case, that's just damn fine with me. So, my plan is to come in here and do my show every week, like I've always done, for the past 14 years. And have it play in there on the TV for anybody who wants to come watch it when we're doing it. And we'll keep people informed on social media when those things are happening. Um... And a lot of this is going to be, you know, got to bear with me till I can get a schedule just because of my family wanting to move back and all that stuff. But option one is that James lives basically at the taco shop as an on-site security man living in an Airstream. He wanders the grounds daily with a pit bull, chewing and talking to locals um, and telling them that I'll be down every week and they're welcome to come hang out When we do the show, that's option one. Option two is, and the reason I like option one is OK Taco Show, OK Taco Company, OK Taco Stays. And maybe some angel will introduce themselves to me and say that they dreamed of running OK Taco and they want to run the restaurant side and I can continue to run this side. So I'm going to throw that out there for the universe to, you know, put in its Rubik's Cube. But, um, That's why I like option one. Option two is somebody else comes in and and puts their own idea on this place. And and then we rent it out to that person. And then I probably take the Airstream with me and put my brother at a RV park somewhere. Once I get his assistance, that's option two. So, and neither are bad because I'll still do the show. Um, and I'll look at their rent like somebody paying me to do the show. You know what I mean? If somebody leases this place, and let's just say they lease it for a million dollars a month, um, which seems high, but they can, you know, I would still do this show regardless of, this place could be actual Texaco again. I don't know. Maybe Texaco will lease it and turn it into a Texaco for the 100th year Route 66 anniversary, just so they can you know capitalize on their presence on this historic mother road as it's being celebrated in its centennial, um, possibly Texaco would want to rent this place out for some ridiculous amount of money. I don't know, they got it, so if that happens, I'll still do the Ok taco show just from some underground bunker, you know, which we might all be going to. I don't know you know that's another thing that's a big that's a big uh, swing in the universe that everybody's kind of keeping one eye on so that's option two where somebody else takes us over and the reason I don't like option two is because I feel with everything I have the potential for the kind of food that I sell to be very successful right here and I feel like it would be missed opportunity to try to take a payout if there's some way i can continue to make it without one you know to cover everything then i would rather do that because i think that i know the idea is sound i know there and there's a lot of uh maneuverability with the brand and the building and the staffing and all these different things that could be talked about. And it's not that I don't have, um, what I think are creative ideas on, on creating a little restaurant monster right here, but, or at least a tourism monster. Um, I think I do have great creative ideas on that, but, I got ideas on, you know, how to power cars by magnet. I mean, I got ideas about everything just because I have those ideas. Doesn't mean those are the ones I'm going to chase. So unfortunately I'm back to the drawing board. I'll just sit here and talk to y'all on, on the Facebook live. And, um, I guess you just sit there and, It's unfortunate. What feels most unfortunate is the amount of, I don't know how to explain it. It's like, I know how many people, Um, it just doesn't make sense. Doing a podcast doesn't make sense. You can tell people you're going to open a taco shop and they all get it. And, you know, it's like, It's great that you feel this little bit of support from your families and people that know, you know, what you've done. But at the same time, when you remind them of the reason and it's like, well, that's they still don't. Eventually, I got to pull the Band-Aid off and be like, I've been trying to tell y'all I'm here to do a show. I'll do it anywhere um, with anyone uh, for no money. Probably forever. Even if I just look at it as my own therapy, um, then that's what I will do. I didn't want to do this show. It was, um, I procrastinated this show so much today that I ran like 20-something miles today. And that's probably why I look gaunt. And I ran that so I could say the word gaunt. Um, But that's another, you know, little message from the universe sometimes Procrastinating is, um, I am not a procrastinator at all, except for the things I don't want to do. And so people who know me might think I procrastinate all the time. But if somebody says, hey, let's go hunting tomorrow, be there at 4, I'm there at 4. If somebody says, hey, help me move, bring everything you got, now, I'm there. I'll drop whatever I'm doing. I have. Um, you know, so when it came to, hey, go cook tacos for a lot of people that really love them and everybody has been really great and nice and supportive on, I couldn't, that's the hardest thing is knowing that you have a product that people do like. I mean, for the most part, it's not supposed to be mind blowing. It's cheap food and I do my best and people, but you know, you got to walk away from that because, you know, if I knew I had to come cook, I'll go run. I just started running. Literally, running away from it. Then I knew that I had to come back, so I would. And it did two things. It gave me a lot of time to think while running. Kind of like a Forrest Gump deal. Um, Not just today, but over the past three years. As the runs get longer and longer. um, You find... I mean... You start, you got to motivate, you start, you just go through your whole Rolodex, is what running does, eventually, or exercising, and or whatever, walking, people probably do it. So I got to have a clear mind, so I would procrastinate from coming in, because I enjoyed a little bit of clarity on things, or thinking about it. Um, I don't know, I don't know where I'd go with all that. Oh, procrastinating. Yeah. I didn't want to do this show only because I it's one of those shows. And I've had many where you got to kind of open everybody. You got to open it up and understand that you're admitting that you're quitting to those of you that wanted that to happen. I don't know why you have that in you to be that kind of person thinking that somebody would fail. And that's what makes you happy. But that's there's a lot of those people out there. And you gotta sit here and tell those people, yeah, you're right. I guess if you look at it that way, you're right. Um, then you gotta remind yourself that that's not true. You know what I mean? And you gotta do it all. You're talking your way through it. And then so... These are just the tough shows. Because you gotta open all that shit up. So, But, okay. So here's... Maybe it's a short show. I don't know. It's hot as crap in here, though. I don't want to turn the air conditioner on because, one, I shouldn't have to. I mean, should I have to turn the air conditioner on? It's October 26th, guys, 2023. It should be 70, 100 degrees in here. And, yes, I know I'm wearing a thing. And I'm sweating a lot because I almost died running 20 miles today. But that's just, I got to learn how to retain water somehow um anyways I'm sweating a lot because of that not because of the content I'm unfortunately kind of used to having to do this but so here's how it I'm not gonna go into everything that I've been through over the or what it feels like I have been through over the past six months and if you guys are listeners you you kind of just watch me go through it. Which is good thanks um There was a whole near-death episode experience, I felt, and those that are close to me felt. But that happened the day we opened. We're talking about Groundhog Day, baby. Um, meaning it just all hit me or whatever. That it was too much. And, it, and what people don't realize is there's some of us out there, I don't know who they are, but there's some of us out there that don't know how to tell ourselves really how to stop like we have to consciously tell ourselves to stop we will not subconsciously do it um anyways so that was one of those evenings and I should have stopped and I should have told everybody I quit or whatever and get out and this too I don't know but anyways you die you died I died it died I did it felt like I felt everything go through me my spirit I mean it felt like and I passed out wobbly then woke up and then i didn't know what happened and then for about a month i didn't know what happened and i'd reference that and i'm feeling different and everything's different as far as the way i feel everything and not in a bad way in fact a lot of it a good way but some of it a bad way but just everything and i don't know why i couldn't control it you know and so Then what happened is I had a ba- I had a dream and it was a series of events that, co- I mean, that led up to this dream. Then I had this dream. And then after that dream, which I thought I died, that is another. And then there was a whole kind of like a mission that happened for seven days after that. And it was the worst. And it was awful. All of it, you know, <clears throat> and So in doing that, there was a lot of things that were exposed to me that I learned about since just trying to figure out what happened, um, meaning that reading all these books and all these things and trying to go from all these different angles, as I've always, I'm not here to, I was never one to, I was always, let me put it this way, I didn't know if it was a religious awakening or if aliens had got, I don't know, I was open to all suggestions at the time. Upon doing my research, I've always had faith in God, religion, all this stuff, but I've not been an active church goer uh, for years. Probably like 20-something years, but for my own reasons, which I've laid out on other episodes. And it's not, and that reason was never because of, uh, I didn't have like a belief It was more like I had a uh, bad experience with a religion or religious people. And so I was like, "Eh, I'm going to kind of stay over here and I'll pray my way. Which I still agree with. But that's kind of the whole background. And then all of a sudden I have this dream and this thing and I didn't know what it was. And I'm keeping all my options open. But the only one that was making sense was that it was some sort of uh, thing like a awakening, like a religious awakening. You know, it's more faith. Everything felt, even on researching the other stuff, it all felt more like faith stuff, you know, more in particular like Jesus stuff. And so more and more research, meaning just reading books or listening to them, thinking about it. But it all culminated in me kind of having to walk into the, You know, I've told you many times about my Preg Manor. I don't know if I've ever called it my Preg Manor, but I should have. It's about 890 square foot. So when walking around to find someone, you'll lose breath. You'll get short of breath. It's a long ways. But I walked in short of breath and seen my wife sitting there. And she's the one who, you know, with the beautiful sun coming through the windows, like, I just can't see myself doing this schedule. You know, I can't do it. I just don't see it. And I know what she's saying, and I know she'd grit her teeth and get through it. I know we'd get through it. and But you don't want to put people through that. And I especially don't want to pe- put people through that just to prove that I can do something to a bunch of people that never cared if I could do it or not. You know what I mean? So I'm not going to put my wife and kids through something they don't want to do anymore just to prove that I could do something that they did not. I know what I can do. So that took a lot. And so once I said that's, that's what it's going to be, I didn't know what we were going to do. You know, part of you feels like just selling it all and just walking away and starting completely fresh. And part of you feel, I still don't know. I still think I'm going through all that. You know, coming up with ideas on how to save it. You just go through all these things. So I got to... My dad's, we went to a wedding over the weekend um, where we had a great time, you know, other than watching kids get hurt playing tag on the patio, which is probably 99% my fault, but I was having a good time. Um, But then we got back and I'm trying to explain all this to my dad and yeah, we're drinking, but it's not that it's just. It all got too much, and then you brought, so you know, you got the moment of being drunk and kind of broken down, not knowing what to do. And that happened over the weekend. And I don't drink um, throughout the week, I usually save that for him, which is probably not what his wife or other kids want to hear, but whatever. Anyways. Saved it for him, but I saved it all up, you know, just to kind of, and not that he hasn't been a part of this whole awakening. He has, but that's just what I'll call it. Call it what you want. Call it bullshit. I don't care. Um, But that happened in that evening, and then I went and laid in the flop house, which is what we call his abandoned room, where one of his children had abandoned him and moved on to college and left their mattress on the floor, flop style. So I went and flopped. And that's all I was concerned about. I was just concerned, like, what am I supposed to do? Because a lot of this knowledge, even though I'm familiar, a lot of it's new, and a lot of things, it feels like I shouldn't be knowing all these things. feels like that, just the bad... Finally. At least a feeling come over me, like... Because the biggest worry I had was, am I supposed to be somebody different? You know, am I supposed to come on this show and talk about religion stuff and talk about my am i supposed to do that is that what i'm being called to do is it a calling is that what that means i don't know shit you know i'm running through my head i'm scared because like well it didn't really turn out for other people that jesus spoke to very well back then you know what i mean like woo. but then my dad reminded me like well if that's what it is you can't control it if you do believe and so just go i mean right And so, but then I don't know, like, what am I supposed to talk about? I'm still myself, right? So one thing I've always been good about is I'll just tell you exactly what's on my mind. And I'll tell you what I believe is true and what my true, like the way I experienced something, that's how I experienced it. There is no very honest on these things. And it makes, and then I try to do a lot of things or observe a lot of things or hear a lot of things. So I have more extraordinary things to share when I do a show. Seems logical to me, but other people are like, man, I don't understand how you do all that. It's like, I'm doing it for a reason, you know, not just to enjoy the new stuff I see or the new people I see or the new cheeses I try. I do it so I can then tell people about it. So maybe that person that always gets cheddar does try a Munster cheese sometime, does try a Munster grilled cheese sandwich. That'd be pretty cool. Because that's all that really matters, you know? So anyways, what I was saying is I had that bad night. I'm worried, and I've been worried for since that dream of if there's something that I'm supposed to be doing. And so, like, in the meantime, I'll make tacos until you tell me. He never told me. Never came. And then it's like, then you get worried, because at first you have all this faith, like, he's going to tell me. And then all your money goes away, and it's like, okay, well... He'll tell me in his own way. And obviously he doesn't care about money using he insert whatever you need to, to make yourself comfortable. But, um, nothing happened. And I had that night at my dad and I'm laying in the flop house, just thinking that like, what do I do with that kind of, and then finally I've just a so feeling washed over me. That was like, Conrad, you are not Jesus. And I was like, I know. I know I am not. I am Conrad. And he says, you know how I know you're not Jesus? How? Then it felt like he said, I am. Which, if you're a simple person like me, that's pretty cut and dry. I guess. Sometimes some people don't need to have it actually said. But... It was like a boulder got lifted. Like, because I didn't know what was going on. This boulder gets lifted, and so then you feel like, okay, I get to be me, Then that's who I get to be. That's what he just said it feels like, so I'm going to go run with that right now. Because before, it felt like just stay the course and he'll tell you, well, he just told me that I am me. Okay. Well, here we go. So that's why I'm sitting here tonight talking to you about it on the show. Um... They won't all, you know, it'll go back to, or whatever. It'll go into whatever it's going to go into as far as the show goes. I think you guys know if you've watched as many times as I've done it. um, I try to keep it somewhat family friendly, maybe PG-13, but I'll slip up. Uh, I get to, and... I'll probably slip up more the more and more I try to just do it the way that I think about certain things. And so, I don't know where to go from here. I'm glad that didn't take me all night. I mean, sometimes these conversations last hours. Ask my dad or Heather or whoever. So, to summarize, basically, is Taco Shop is open as a podcast studio. It's a private club. To become a member, visit our website. Um, all the information as we change into this will be updated. Um, including if that doesn't work out, meaning I can't do it, just afford it or whatever. It just doesn't work out. So in that case, I'll tell you, like I tell you everything. You just got to listen. So, um, that's all the the heavy stuff. So we're going to be uh, yeah. So I don't, I'll post on Facebook when I'm doing the show. I'll post again, like, kind of like if you guys do want to come to the taco shop to watch on the TV in the party room as I sit in the trailer. And then I'll go out and we'll hang out, bring your own beer. I'm not following that. I'm not doing it. It's private. I'm not doing it. I don't want to sell you beer. I don't want to sell you food. Bring your own food. Bring your own damn beer. It ain't my job. Get your ass over here. My job is to do this. This is my job you know? Well, I don't know how to what to bring. Figure it out, buddy. Whatever you want, bring. you like Tammy's chicken fried steak, please bring me one. I would love to have one. I have. It is delicious. You know? So, that's what I'll be doing. I'll come down every and then, then in the meantime, when I'm not doing the show, I'm hoping my brother will be here to to tell everybody And, um, I'll be up in Kansas doing whatever I have to do, like always. Um, I'll be mowing and snow removal at first, but I don't know. I don't know if there's more. I mean, there's, there's definitely more. There's every opportunity in the world for anyone, but I'm just saying I'm pretty satisfied, um, Right now, meaning I could do without somebody telling me what I need to be doing to grow something they don't even care about. So. So I'll just I'll work on the show. And I'll you'll know exactly what I'm doing, like, as always, as always. So with that being said, guys, um, I don't have anything else to mean other than the wedding was great. We went to the wedding uh, It was a family wedding i'm uh one of my what is that when your uncle my cousin, yeah, first cousin got married um to actually a guy that come down to the taco shop one time with my uncle Eddie and him and so it was good to go to the, to the wedding um for Peyton, and you know I didn't speak or anything, but nobody asked me to, so I just played with the kids um and about it. I mean, the rest was doing that cleanup project like I was telling you about, so I didn't have any crazy things, and nothing nothing crazy happened at the wedding that I know of Um, other than an intense game of tag. So, that's it, guys. I think that's it for this time. I think I've done enough damage with this show. Um, just... Keep an eye on Facebook, social media, all that stuff. I'll post what we're doing with the building, as I know, and what we're doing with the show. And like I said, I'll start posting that every. it's open, but it's private. There'll be a cover charge, $5. Or you can just become a member, and then you don't have to pay a cover. And then I got big ideas if that can actually work for things that we can do as members that are local you know, uh, maybe like a higher membership, like $100 a month, but you get access to the building. You know, different things. I don't know pricing on that kind of thought because it's never... I've never done it. So... But I'll let you know as it goes. um, And that's it. That's where we're at. That's why. That's the reasoning. Um, If Shannon sees this, hopefully he does. I doubt it, but then he then he'll know that it's time for him to come back and let's just do the show. Um, If he doesn't want to, then I may never... It doesn't matter. Um, But that's the plan. So I'll hit the button. Don't let your meatloaf have an okay day. Be good to each other. Praise Jesus.